What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Land Party Podcast. I'm Logan Corkins, and today I am joined by one of our favorite video game journalists of all time. It's Kale! Hi, how's it going? I tried to do the Oprah thing, man, and it really failed. I wanted to do the the, the normal SpongeBob uh, episodes, like, hi, how are you? But then I was okay. like, no, I'm good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're less than a minute in, people, and... Austin and Nick are not on this episode, and yet somehow we still already got a SpongeBob reference. Well, I didn't plan. SpongeBob in middle school. Oh my gosh, man! Come on. I thought we had. I thought we had a good guest. I really did. No, I'm kidding. Uh, if you haven't heard Kale before, he has been on our party chat reactions. Check it out. Uh, Xbox, Ubisoft. Yeah, uh, Xbox. Yeah, and both of those. Which phenomenal, and go check them out. They're up on Spotify. They're up on SoundCloud. Kale, kind of tell the people what do you do for a living, my man? Because you do have a pretty cool job. Uh, I write about esports a lot, like pretty much every day. I write, that's just my job is to keep up with esports, watch esports, interview players. Sometimes I get cool interviews. I've got a cool interview with uh, some professional Dota players coming out later this week, I believe. If uh, Sweden time translates to where my brain is thinking it does correctly. Where can people read your material at? Uh, they can read my esports stuff at .esports.com, and then they can read any other general gaming stuff that I do at gamepur.com. Very cool. And then wh- where, where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, you can follow me at xjustified on Twitter. I tweet about basketball and esports and a bunch of animation stuff because I like cartoons. Oh, my man. Dude, we should have had we should have you on trash talk sometime too because uh like the Suns are five and zero in the bubble. Can we talk about that for a second? They are, and they are very fun to watch. I am a big fan fan of the uh first off, just a big fan of Aaron Baines in general. Big yes. fan of him as a player. I loved him on the Celtics and on the Spurs. He's a great player. But uh also a big fan of the uh, Aaron Baines fan club account on Twitter that uh <laughs> just treats Aaron Baines as if he's the goat of all basketball and just like Finds his way into the best Twitter threads. Just, God, love that Twitter account. Fantastic. That's that. Don't follow me. Go follow that if, you, <laughs> if you're a basketball fan. Because I laugh every time I see that Twitter account when they're like, yeah, yeah it's incredible that they were able to contain Baines like that. I mean, and then it, it'll show like that Timothy Mozgov uh, miscue uh, where it's, it showed he scored like 79 points instead of like 17 or whatever that from a couple years ago. It's great. I, dude, I mean, like watching the Suns is just like I, I and I've never been like I, I was Steve, I was a, okay so because Kansas City doesn't have a local team, I usually pick a player and I follow them through their career. So there was a time when I was a Suns fan because I was following Steve Nash. I think Steve Nash is my favorite player of all time. Nash is very I fun. just loved loved watching him. So like I haven't watched the Suns in a while though, and uh, I was like, dude, checking them out, and oh my god, they're phenomenal. It's really fun. Just fun. Dude, I basketball is like. Before I wrote about esports, like I was originally, I went into journalism to write about uh, basketball because I love, oh, cool. uh, I love basketball. My grandpa was a college coach. I grew up around the sport, played it. So I still play it. Well, relatively now, but like, uh, yeah, I, I just love the sport. So I, I st- that's the only sport I like, still religiously keep up with. I know like all of the all the contracts and all the players and everything. Like I, that's the one sport that I'm like all over. Nick, because you live in Oklahoma, so are you a Thunder fan? Uh, so before the, before the Thunder moved here, I was a Celtics fan because All I right. was a um, – well, 
a Celtics fan is also like a relative term because I I went to the Celtics when uh what my one of my favorite players from the Timberwolves, Wally Serbiak, because I was like you, I just followed players for a while. Uh, because we didn't have a team here. And I was a big fan of uh, the Timberwolves with Kevin Garnett. Uh, and oh, yeah. one of my favorite players from the Timberwolves got traded to Celtics. His name's Wally Serviak. And uh, I was like, oh, I really like him. So I'll go watch this team. Uh, and so I watched the Celtics. They had a, they're not good, not good years. But I had fun watching <laughs> the team. And then when Kevin Garnett got traded to the Celtics, I was like, oh, he and Wally are going to be playing together again. That's going to be fun. And then they traded Wally's contract plus uh, the fifth pick, which turned into Jeff Green that year in the mm-hmm. 2000s seven draft for mm-hmm. uh ray allen and uh what who, and the pick that would become glenn baby uh, big baby davis nice and so uh that so i, I got like enraptured with that 08 celtics team which everybody i love that team and i think that team is an all-time great like if you put them up against a lot of teams they do really well just because of the versatility but man people oversell like that team a lot now and i hate it as a celtics fan as much as i right. like but yeah, no, I love the Thunder. Like right right now, this year's Thunder team is so much fun just because there's like, it's so weird. Now, I mean, were you heartbroken when, you know, Durant left or was were you like, ah, that's okay? I was sad. So a uh, little backstory uh, about my Thunder fandom now, I guess, is my mom, for the first year that they were here, worked as a massage therapist for the team. Oh, uh, dude, that's awesome. So I got to meet a bunch of the original, like, uh, uh, original players on the team. So uh, the first time I met Kevin Durant was uh, I was at like a scrimmage or something and I was down on the court and I got, I was, yeah, I was still in middle school at this point. And so he and Jeff Green played the, sw- played like they were each other. Like they, they were introducing themselves as each other. So Dude, that's re- awesome. It was really funny, but yeah, I guess, so I got to meet, I was sad uh, to, to answer your question. I was sad. Uh, when he left, like, because I, I thought that year, if Clay Thompson didn't have like a career all-time game, the Thunder would have won it all. Like, it was just like that team was so much fun to watch. It had some great personalities, and it was great, uh, just all around. And I, I think the circumstance of him leaving the team to beat him is a little scuffed. But like, I don't blame him. It's a sport. No. Yeah. Like, I wrote an article about it for my college paper when it happened. Uh, mm. That's that was like critically. There was people hated me on campus because like <laughs> they still are like, man, he's soft. He left for a team. I'm like, he left for a team that beat us with him, yeah. and now he's on an all-time great team. And that was the only year that that ever could have happened because of the cap spike. Like it was never going to be nothing like that's probably ever going to happen again. Like so many so many individual things. Curry's contract being not up until the next year, plus right. like just the cap spike. Letting him and Draymond being underpaid relative to how he was playing that, like, whatever. Because both those, uh, Curry and everybody was on like such team friendly contracts that it allowed them to go sign Kevin Durant. Because that was about the time, too, that we were getting away from the big three aspect of basketball. And it was more like the super teams were becoming more and more. Yeah, it was like you need to have a big three plus like that fourth guy who can like be on that level when he needs to be. Because it was like, yeah, because that was the tail end of. So that was he. He joined them in what 2015. Yeah, which would have been right as what LeBron was going back to Cleveland. So no, no, LeBron no. was in Cleveland because LeBron was in Cleveland for two years because they lost the the Warriors because uh, I... Love and Kyrie got hurt, and then they beat them the next year when everybody was healthy. 
So I'm trying to think of like in timeline wise, it's like, yeah, I guess that would have been like everybody. It was like the era of big threes. Like, cause before the Celtics big three, there's been big threes throughout history that like, they're like, that's not, that's not a thing that people should say lightly. Like there's, there's been other Celtics big threes before there's been big threes on like a ton of different teams, but the dichotomy of like what a big three means now compared to back then is way different. And like it, it makes it look like uh, the, the real thing was like last year when they had Boogie cousins on the team too. And it was like, they could potentially have five all-stars right on, on the court at the same time like and not five like oh this guy's like past his prime all-stars like boogie's coming off an achilles tear but no he it's like five all-stars in their prime like none of them are 30 years old yet okay because so, it's kind of interesting you know the big three was that was that, that formation that ran for what a good probably eight years that was it that was, was kind was of basically from when the celtics formed their big three which started yeah. an arms race up until the end of i'd say this year so probably a little over 10 years the end, so, of the, the end of last season was the last year of the big three era, I would say. But it's kind of cool because about the same time that this has been going on, the NFL is also transitioning to you can have an all-star quarterback, but you also have to have more and more people around it. I, okay, I know I talked about this a lot, and Austin's not here to be disgruntled about it. But, like, Mahomes. Mahomes is phenomenal. <laughs> but he has so many weapons around him. You look at, like, the Dallas Cowboys right now. Cowboys have Dak Prescott. They also have probably the most loaded offense in the NFC, aside from maybe the 49ers and maybe the Rams, although the Rams need a new quarterback because I don't like Jared Goff, but that's a whole other thing. But, like, sports just in general are becoming more – the team has to be good. Not, like, you can have these superstars. You can have these amazing athletes. But at the end of the day, it's becoming more and more so – Exactly. We're seeing back to the team mentality, which I think is, it's kind of a cool thing. You know, we're seeing not so much the individual talent, but so much more of the man, like, like whoever wins out of the bubble, like whoever wins at all, unless one player just has like such a dominant performance, it's going to be remembered as a team championship win. Like, it's not going to be like LeBron just carried the Lakers. Um, well, so I, I think the Lakers are the, actually the only team that I look at out of that like top level. Mm-hmm. And re- it really is like, it's it's like they're two stars and like who else because like it's like those two it's it's davis and lebron and then right. you drop down and it's like kuzma's been playing out of his mind for the, the entirety of this bubble he's shooting like 50 percent on threes or something crazy like that and it, his footwork on defense is like really improved since the end of the since the season went on hold like he, he's playing like a third like a third player on an all, on a championship team not not at that like at the level of like <laughs> I mean- a third thing like it depends because you know they got Rondo coming back from injury. What he should be back with Monday or Tuesday? It's it's like it's up in the air because that that's a weird injury. But like that, it it really depends on what they can get out of one of Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith. I, th- I think Smith yeah. is done. I think that signing isn't going to go anywhere. But Waiters can kind of give them that like that maybe like six minutes per half that they get a spark of somebody else who can create their own shot a little bit and move. Uh, with the ball because like they don't have any other shot creators on the team and they're they're shooting numbers right now are like abysmal it's like they're last in the league in three-point shooting right now in terms of like in during the bubble uh right. I, th- I think danny green is like a one for like 30 something which is insane because yeah. it's danny green but like that entire the entire situation of uh it's basically those two kuzma like a, st- a big step down to kuzma and then it's like can we cobble together some form of like uh, participation from 
the the combined bodies of Dion Waiters, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, KCP, D- Danny Green, when Rondo does come back, uh, they're going to really miss Avery Bradley in that Clippers matchup is what I saw yeah. from the, the Clippers game because even though he was undersized, he's their best perimeter defender. Like, they're going to really miss. I, I love Avery, Avery Bradley, but that uh, – that that's gonna that's the one team that I'm like there's it's basically their stars are bust, whereas right. like everybody else is like they've got their big two players and then they've got like the supporting cast of guys that can step up if needed. Well, because like you look at the East for instance, and we we talked about this on Trash Talk back on Friday. By the way, people go check it out. Episode two was up on Friday. Um, we talked about how you know 76ers without Simmons, that's they're they're not gonna go anywhere. They're not gonna do anything. That team, which... is, dead. That team is dead in the water without Simmons. Exactly. And so with Simmons, yeah, they could potentially make a playoff run. But the chances of that happening with him out are, are next to zero. And no. it, it's going to be weird to see how the East shapes, shapes up because Austin's been a firm believer that the Raptors are going to just dominate. And, and and the more I watch the Raptors, the more the I'm Raptors like, yeah, problems. It's, they don't have a bad player that they play. Exactly. Because like Nick Nurse. They're doing this without Kwai. You know, no, they well, won their championship no. with Kwai Leonard. And here's the, here's, the, here's the tidbit that a lot of people forget. During the regular season last year, I don't remember the exact like stats and numbers right. and stuff, but they were better in the regular season without Kawhi. Oh, no, yeah, now, now that doesn't translate to Kawhi being on the floor in the pay- playoffs and like dominating the attention of the opposing team. But Kyle right. Lowry is the best player on the Raptors right now, offensively at least. But he's still playing incredible defense. It's just, but nobody like there's a lot of teams just don't have a matchup that can guard like the the Lakers don't have anything for Lowry. Yeah, and the Raptors have everything for the other two, because they can throw a combination of Gasol, Ibaka, uh, Hollis Jefferson. They can throw like uh, Siakam. Uh, they've got they've got like four guys that they can throw at Davis. They're not letting Davis do anything in the post. They're making the other shooters that are not shooting well, like m- make a difference for the Lakers. And if that happens, then they'll lose. But if they don't, ha- if that doesn't happen, they're going to win because nobody can guard Lowry, and like Siakam and the other, the, they just don't have a bad defensive player on that team. I think everybody on the Raptors, except for maybe, uh, I think his name is Terrence Davis, is, uh, I, and I'd have to look at the numbers because I'm just kind of speaking out of my butt here, but uh, yeah. I, I think everybody on the Raptors right now is at least a plus defender, if not a good yeah. defender. Like, That's awesome. Which I, I think they have a real chance to, especially if uh, Bledsoe doesn't come back for the Bucks at like right. a level that they need because he got the virus, I believe. I believe yeah, he either, yeah, so yeah. if he doesn't come back as like somebody who can make a difference, they are really missing him. Yeah. Uh, and I think they're going to struggle against not, not the first matchup, but that second matchup, depending on who that is, uh, they'll probably struggle there. And I don't know if they have, they'll have enough in the tank to, uh, if they end up matched up with a team with a really good guard, like if they end up against Houston, I'm concerned about that matchup for them. Right. It's basically somebody in the East has to beat the has to beat the Bucks for me to be convinced that the Bucks aren't going to win, yeah. because I think the Bucks match up with pretty much every team in the West, even without their guards. So it's going to be a fun. T- I like I, I the more I the more I watch of the bubble basketball, it's like the more I like it. And I'm not a huge basketball fan. I mean, I'll be honest. Like I'm more of a soccer fan than I am a basketball fan. And so MLS is kind of slow right now. So it's I mean, I'm more NBA and I. I'm just falling in love with the sport a little bit more and I, I more. I love basketball so much. It's a pretty great sport. Uh, people, if you didn't know, this is the Layup Party Podcast. Each and every week we get around and bring our lives and anything else we want to the table. If you like that, head over to Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Hit the like and subscribe. 
We got a lot of good content coming to you. Housekeeping for you, though. This Friday, no, not this Friday, this Saturday, we've got Naruto Part 3. It's coming out. It's audio sketch. Uh, Nick's been working so freaking hard. We're so pumped to see exactly what he does. The following week, we're going to change it up a little bit. So we had technical issues. We weren't able to post Naruto Part 1, so Part 2 just posted this past weekend. Part 3 is posted this weekend. Next week, we're going to do a new episode of Talk It Out. But it's going to be Wrestling Edition. Uh, Nick and a couple other people are going to be joining us on the panel. We're going to be kind of doing a mid-year report of AEW versus AE or versus WWE. We're talking about our favorite feuds, superstars, all that good stuff. And I can finally announce that we're working on something else. So this week, or, or next week when you listen to the Land Party Podcast, it might be a drunk episode. Because this week, we're recording the first, or the debut show for our YouTube channel. We know YouTube's coming in September. We'll give you more dates and more stuff as it comes up. Land Party 2.0. We're so pumped about it. But this week we are recording the Wind Down Video Edition. We're going to get drunk. We're going to expose our lives and whatever the heck else Lex has got planned for us. So check it out. Uh, if you didn't see it yesterday, go check it out. Uh, my new show, Lessons from Netflix, debuted. I talk about the lessons from How I Met Your Mother. It's part one. The rest of... This particular month's worth of content for Lessons from Netflix is coming in September as part of Land Party 2.0. We'll have dates to you next week of when we're going to finally unleash everything we've got planned. we got a lot of cool stuff going on, and uh, we kind of can't wait. And you never know when a surprise episode of 1v1 might drop, like when I'm on vacation, like which starts Wednesday. So you never know. You never know what will happen, people. Kale, first time on the Land Party podcast. What is your topic, good sir? Uh, well, I wanted to talk about like media consumption in the not like a broad term because in social media consumption probably hasn't changed other than the numbers going up on how long we look at our screens but uh in general like how have you and how have i changed how we consume general media as in like movies tv music all that kind of stuff during the pandemic because i know at least for me i have used this as an opportunity to uh, not only gaming wise go back to my backlog and kind of hit some of that stuff uh, with all these delays and kind of like a, a lack of content coming out in relative terms because there's still a ton of good games. But uh, and then also go back and watch some stuff that I've missed, catch up on some movies. Uh, I don't really watch TV that much, but just in general, I've used this as kind of a catch up point. So it's kind of changed throughout COVID. At the very beginning of COVID, I was like, oh, sweet. All I'm going to do is watch TV and play video games. Cool. Great. And then about a month and a half into COVID, like the depression started getting real um, because that's all I was doing. I wasn't going outside. I wasn't doing anything active. And so right now what I've been doing is I, I've really kind of cut back on video games um, aside from Fall Guys. Yeah. The only the only two things that I really like hardcore I played straight through was Last of Us Part Two and then Ghost of Tsushima. As soon as those games came out, I binged them. I played them. I beat them. Awesome. Um, my video game time has, has been cut back. I probably turn on my console four times a week now where I used to be an everyday player. It's, it's maybe four times a week. Um, I still watch a lot of movies. I still watch a lot of TV shows. Um, I've kind of used this opportunity to grow a little bit. So what I've been working on is, is learning more on after effects, learning more on uh, Adobe audition and then premiere, not only because, you know, I, I needed to for land party 2.0, but because, I just I, I thought this was a great opportunity to learn a new skill and become better in areas that I've I've wanted to learn more about 
And so, and I've had a lot of time off during COVID too, where I've just, I've scheduled vacations for whatever reason. And so, um, man, it's, it's, it's kind of changed, but, um, I, I feel like I consume a lot more music now because Spotify is pretty much going on 24 seven at my house. Just music has always kind of lifted me up and during COVID it's, it's really easy to get depressed. And so, uh, music has definitely gone up, but like the only thing I've really changed is that I've listened to a lot more podcasts. I I'm finally caught up on like I I finally got to listen through three episodes of Michelle Obama's new podcast. Phenomenal! I've watched way too much Joe Rogan than I should, and more than anybody should really. Um, and then I've listened to so much of um. I mean, give me one second. Let me look this up because it's a podcast I don't normally subscribe to. Oh yeah, Fake Doctors, Real Friends, the Scrubs uh, watch along show. And so um yeah. I was about to say, I'm the exact opposite in that regard. I've listened to less podcasts as COVID has gone on because I found myself either uh, slowly starting to change my opinions on some of the topics that I listen to and just being like, like falling out with how the host kind of handled things or uh, just kind of like general curation. So I've still got like my, my go-tos. Uh, like I've got a money, uh, one called How to Money, just a general like kind of talk show where two dudes sit down, sometimes with a guest, they crack a beer. Uh, different beer every every week uh they do like a taste test at the end of each episode so they drink it throughout and give their opinions on it too uh but then like the general meat of the episode is like discussing a certain aspect of like some monetary thing of like how to invest like on a budget or um like general like car payment advice and stuff like that from two financial investors or financial advisors stuff like that uh i found myself looking for more of that rather than like the entertainment podcast especially since i like this, this like last three months more than ever has been like, oh yeah, I work in the video game industry now. I don't need to consume video game content twenty four seven anymore. Like because that'll just lead to as much as I love video games, that'll lead to a lot of burnout. So right, uh, I've I've still kind of started uh, trying to find more. Uh, I, I've been trying to find more sports podcasts, but a lot of the sports podcasts I don't just don't agree with because a lot of them are like that bar stool model, and I hate bar stool. <laughs> like. It's just, uh, so it's hard to like, hard to find stuff that meshes with me and I'm always in the mood to listen to. Uh, but yeah, for, like, like you said, Spotify has been on like constantly trying, constantly trying to find new music. Uh, I've been reading a lot more manga. Like I've been trying to catch up on a lot of manga that I missed, uh, over the last like couple of years. So I've been rereading some stuff and uh, catching up on some stuff. Uh, at the start, there was a lot of anime watching. Yeah, man, cartoons. Trying to catch up on some of the stuff I missed uh, while kind of finishing college and being a freelancer full time. Right. So, I uh, got a lot of that done, and then now I've kind of cut back on that. Watch a couple shows here and there. Uh, I write a lot more, uh, like in general for work, for uh, for projects that I'm working on, for just like general enjoyment. Like I like within a month of the pandemic, I was like, this is going to be the best time like for me to actually get stuff done. So I wrote like the first like super rough draft of a novel that's been floating around in my head. And it's like, uh, now that's like, that was like two months ago. And I'm like, God, that was two months ago. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I just know. like, yeah, I mean, it, it, there's, there's stuff of like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm watching movies that I haven't had a chance to catch up on. Like I finally got to watch Palm Springs a few weeks ago, which if you have not seen that movie, y'all, you need to check it out. It is the movie of the year. That the, that was the, uh, is that the comedy on Hulu? Yes, yeah, comedy on 
Hulu, Kristen Malati and Andy Samberg. Mm. It's fantastic. Um, but then, like, because of lessons from Netflix, I've been watching How I Met Your Mother again all the way through. Um, I've watched, I mean, ever since sports came back, like, all I've done is watch baseball and basketball. And then I've watched way too much basketball the last, like, week. Like, on, in, uh, like anytime I see, like, a game is, like, it has any implications or is in, like, a t- it's kind of tight going through half the third quarter because I have notifications on, it's like, Oh well, guess I'm taking my laptop into the living room, sitting in the recliner, and watching some basketball while I write. See, and that yeah, that's that's kind of what I do too. And then like I know I'm gearing up because okay, I I love politics. I love watching people just it's 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 almost as fun as like watching a battle royale. It's like you know stick all these idiots in a room and let them fight that out. I know I'm coming up on like a busy time for me just because I love the like I love watching the elections and seeing who who gets in and out and all that good stuff. So like I know I'm gonna be pretty much glued to CNN, Fox. Uh, CNBC or NBCSN, all that good stuff here in a few weeks. Um, so, like, this vacation that I'm going on here in a few days is like, this is the detox one where it's like, I'm going to swim a lot more this week. Just get out there, enjoy the pool before they close it up here in a few weeks. I'm going to explore all the amazing Kansas City food options while I still can. And then, of course, you know, play with my puppy. So, I, I it, but it's, I'm going to try to play as little as I can because I know. Next month when I go on vacation, I'll have the Avengers I'm playing through. I'll have Tony Hawk I'm playing through. There will be a couple of new TV shows starting their seasons up and everything. Like, I, And I know as soon as, because I'm, the, I'm a typical white girl in this sense, as soon as it gets a cold breeze in, I'm going to be locked in my house with blankets on, uh, Yo, shivering. I'm be outside so much more when it gets cold. Oklahoma heat sucks. Right. So, And the humidity is awful. Like I went out for like... 10 minutes to do some, to take care of my cat and do some stuff outside this afternoon. And I was already like pouring sweat <laughs> and it was like, it was supposed to be like 85 and it was 85, but with a humidity of like 80%. Yesterday I had walked outside really quick on our patio before I, I went to work and it was, it was freezing it was, and it might've been like 59, 60 degrees. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to wear a long sleeve shirt. And I wore this like long sleeve, super comfy XFL shirt that I have. I got to work and I had a, I had my mug full of hot cocoa. I sit in there working on some designs and stuff like that. And my boss comes by. He's like, you look so cozy right now. I'm like, dude, fall is my season. This God, is what I live for y'all. God, I'm going to be out running more. I'm going to be doing more stuff out in the yard. I'm going to be sitting out on my back porch with like some tea on my laptop. I've got, I've got a oh, bench dude, out on yeah. my, on my like patio. My, so I, I go out there, I sit in like my yoga pants. Oh, dude, yeah. My dog is sitting on the bench next to me, like I'm just gonna be listening to some nice jazz. I've got a I've got a musician that's been doing a complete run through of like all of the Gen Four Pokemon music, but his jazz covers. Oh, nice. And I'm just like that. That plus riding plus dog equals like the most relaxing time. <laughs> yeah, I. I, so this is going to be the first year that I don't have access to a fire pit because our building obviously doesn't allow that because we live in an apartment now and we're up on the second floor. So, because I love more than anything, I love a cold fall night around a fire. I grew up in St. Joe, Missouri, where that was like everybody's thing. You go to a bonfire on a Friday night. That's what you did. You went to the high school football game. You watched that or you played in that. If you're the cheerleader like sounds I like was. A, you know. Sounds like a Midwest, like, typical thing like like a midwest town like you go to, you go do this on a, you go to the high school yeah. football game and you go do something else after with your friends that's exactly what happened here too 
You go to Casey's because, you know, that's the best gas station when you're in the middle of nowhere. Unless you have Quick Trip available, then you always go to Quick Trip. Quick Trip is life, people. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, in in general, like, the only, like, I I told you before the podcast began, it's like, I ordered the entirety of Samurai Jack on Blu-ray, like, on a complete whim yesterday because they released some, like, more details about the game. I was like, oh, this game looks actually really good. So, like, even if I don't get a code to review it, I'm going to get it and I'm going to play it. And I just want to watch Samurai Jack again, so I'm gonna binge through the entire Samurai of Samurai Jack in like eleven days. Now let me ask you this: Do okay, because this happens to be, and I want to, I want somebody else's opinion out of this. Do you save like certain shows to watch only in the fall when it's cold and you can sit there for hours and just binge it? Not particularly, because I'm not a huge binge guy. I, I tend God. to keep myself really busy uh, with, other, with like multiple projects. Cause I like bouncing around and doing multiple things to stimulate my brain in different ways. So like the only thing I really binge is video games. Uh, I'm like I'm, st- I'm still not done with ghost of Tsushima, but I'm, I still play like 30 plus hours within the first week and a half oh, of dude, that. Such a good game. Um, I'm, I'm almost done with act two of that, but I did like almost all of the side stuff because I was just having such a good time. And it was like such a, it, I was just obsessed with like the mechanics and everything. That so, is such a good game to get lost in. I mean, yeah. you can do side quest stuff or just explore well, for two or three hours and not realize how much time has passed. Exactly. And it's like, that's the only game I've played this year that's like that. I'm like, I, I'm sure I've told you this before where I'm not a huge open world game guy. Right. Um, and like the only two other big games I played this year, other than like Animal Crossing, were uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I haven't finished yet. And then fun, uh, or Xenoblade Chronicles uh, Definitive. Edition, right. which I played Xenoblade, I don't know how many times before. It's one of my favorite games of all time, and like, that's a different kind of open world, and it's an it's very RPG slash MMO esque, where you're not really going to explore the area. You're kind of just exploring to find like side quest items or like grind. Yeah, and okay, that makes sense. It's it's much different than Ghost of Tsushima, where I'm like, this game is gorgeous because Xenoblade Definitive Edition also a gorgeous game. Like that game is fantastic. Even like on the Switch, it's it holds up to like a lot of like visually still holds up to a lot of like current gen stuff um on like ps4 and xbox one pc whatever but uh ghost of tsushima is very much i want to explore to explore this beautiful landscape and just see like everything the designers put so much work into because it's just that incredible but see i'm debating if it's my game of the year because i've played through the last of us part two i played final fantasy 7 remake which coming into before last of us and all that that was easily my game of the year because i freaking love final fantasy 7 remake i think they did a phenomenal job with it but like i played through the last of us part two and i'm like man this is such a great story but the combat's so repetitive yeah and that's my big knock on it like ghost of tashima because it doesn't have a lock-on system you have to get really creative sometimes when you're defeating these enemies it, and so it, feels very, it doesn't feel repetitive at all even if you're fighting the same enemy types no no two fights that you have are exactly the same and that's what i freaking love about it and that's why i I, right now it's my game of the year and and i'll be honest or go ahead i was gonna say like what what's its competition right now like other than those two games and like you you can make a case for animal crossing because of how much of a phenomenal phenomenal animal crossing and then coming up it'd be avengers cyberpunk halo spider-man's not probably not going to make the cut I think it is. No, I no, no. Make, make the cut in terms of like t- timing. It's probably going to be like uh, the Star Wars. Uh, uh, for, for yeah, the industry, not for like us as people. I'm talking about like I always think of it like more of a 
like an industry perspective because it's probably going to be like that November fifteenth game yeah, or whatever yeah, where it comes out Kylie, too late. Kylie puts it on to next year's game awards because I am generally curious to see what Jedi Fallen Order gets. Yeah, as I far wonder as what they're going to do with that. I for, I forgot that they're they said they were going to put it on the. Because does that mean Pokemon Sword and Shield? It's not going to win, but like, is that going to be on the list too? No, I mean it could be though because because it was the same day. Yeah, um, so I guess that also applies to that because I know that's what Xenoblade Chronicles Two had to happen, uh, too, because it released in December uh, of the Switch's launch year. Because as much as Jedi Fallen Order frustrated me as I played it, just because it feels like a Dark Souls game, and I I like Dark Souls games, but they're not my usual cup of tea. Like that game is seriously insane, though. I mean, it's got some of the best moments in Star Wars video games that I've played recently, at least. Like, there's so many cool things that they do within within the game. But that yeah. is another game that I still have not finished. I'm about 20 hours into that. It's phenomenal. Yeah, that's a game though I've had to come back to because I get stuck on a level. Come I back to report it. I don't remember <laughs> why I stopped playing it in like February or whatever. But uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know like i like i i don't i play a lot more of the smaller games because i can finish those quicker and i enjoy those kind of stories and like those developers like making their games more like i'm very excited for the samurai jack game because it looks different it looks like a weird cool action game uh but like there's a ton of indie games like i was one of the games i was most excited for like was uh, uh sports story the sequel to golf story right was supposed to come out this summer and i don't know if it still is i don't remember if they announced an official delay but that is one that i was really looking forward to um i don't really care much about avengers if it gets good reviews and it seems fun to me when all the information is out there i'll probably pick it up and play it with some friends uh just because i've got a bunch of comic book nerd friends that would probably like to play it with me um then like cyberpunk i'm gonna get it eventually same with the same thing i did with the witcher though it's like not a day one thing for me uh i plan on it's really like what is nintendo doing at the end of this year that's going to be the only thing that throws a wrench into my gaming plans for the rest of the year because otherwise it's kind of just me deciding if i want to get a ps5 to play spider-man or miles morales i think it's gonna be so worth it i think it's gonna be so worth it yeah, I mean, I know it's going to be worth it, and the experience is going to be worth it, but it's just like, do I want to spend, like, 500 bucks now on uh, PS5 or just wait until, like, January to do it? Because it's not like I'm going to be in a rush to play any of these games. That's okay. So, like I said, it all depends on Nintendo. If Nintendo releases, like, one or two really high-quality games other than Pikmin 3, like, I'm probably not going to replay Pikmin 3 uh, on Switch, but... Because, like, I, th- I think we talked about this actually on the Xbox reactions that we did. Like, if I buy a console at launch right now, it's going to be the PS5. Because, it's going to be like, a PS5. There's no question about it, yeah. Th- there's no question about it because it's such... One, yes, I'm a Sony fanboy, but I've also had an Xbox pretty much my whole life, too. I mean, I, I love Xbox. There's... If they, you know, the one thing that they could do is they could announce Sunset Overdrive 2, which I don't think is in development, but, like... There's a part it's of me that hopes it is. It's definitely not because Insomniac would. Insomniac's freaking busier than hell right now. No, Insomniac is owned by place uh, owned by Sony now. Oh yeah, they are. My bad. I forgot <laughs> about that. Like so that there's unless like they plan on having somebody else work on the IP, which I mean that's entirely possible. But but like I, it could be I, like remember Titanfall though. Titanfall the original Titanfall was an Xbox exclusive. Then they brought oh, Titanfall Overdrive on PC. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. But that, I mean, it's entirely possible that another, like another game in that universe comes out, but it's probably not going to be Insomniac. It's probably not. But hey, you know, if there's hopes, but like, there, there's so much on the PS5 already announced that it's like, hey, I know everybody hates, like, at least from the Twitter stuff that I follow. Everybody's hating the exclusivities, but it's like that's why I like Sony. Sony gets these huge exclusives that are so much fun. Like Ratchet and Clank looks unbelievable with ray tracing, and then y'all know I'm gonna love Horizon Forbidden West. And then I'm, Miles Morales is going to be that game that I I cannot wait to dive into because of how incredible Spider-Man was. And Insomnia yeah. created just such a great story and a great swing mechanic and combat that was repetitive but fun. And God, I, I can't wait for Miles Morales. Like, I look at the gaming, like, it's been, it feels like it's been a pretty slow summer for gaming because, yeah, we're at the end of the console generation. But, like, dude, the next few months, it picks up so much and I cannot wait. There's too many video games, too many good video games that, too... I, that I want to play, but I can't because I do not have time. Uh, time, if we, if only we could control time. My topic for you is we're a bunch of fatties here at Land Party. That's just what we are, except for Alexa, you know. But, like, we love food, obviously, on this channel. It's become kind of a staple. We need to know more about kale, and the only way we can dive into it is if we know exactly what kind of food in the best restaurants and his favorite sauces and all this good stuff. We're going to do food feuds. Here's how it's going to work, Kale. I'm going to give you two choices. Pick which one is your favorite and kind of explain why. Why, why is it the best in the world to you? If you are going to get chicken nuggets, because chicken nuggets are God's gift to America and to people and to the child inside me who loves to come out like once a week and get chicken nuggets. If you're going to get chicken nuggets, do you go Chick-fil-A or do you go Wendy's? Uh, I'd go Wendy's purely oh, because... Uh... First off, I like Wendy's chicken nuggets a lot, uh, but uh, also don't support Chick-fil-A's business practices. Same here. Yes. I, I didn't know how many more people were on this train. I've been to Chick-fil-A in five months, and I'm not going to lie. It feels great, people. And I'm it's, not just that she says that, but yes. I, as somebody who went to a Christian college, and there was a Chick-fil-A on campus for the last two years, uh, I ate a lot of Chick-fil-A. It's good chicken. Uh, their salads are great, mm -hmm. but... Like, it's just a matter of principle at that point. Like, there's a difference between, like, if it's, like, the only thing you have to eat around your area that's, like, a healthy right. alternative fast food. Like, it's 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 your morals versus, like, what you have to do for, like, comfortable living. Uh, like, I'm not going to judge anybody that does eat Chick-fil-A. That's not in my nature. But uh, me as a person, like, if I had the option to go somewhere else, probably going to choose that. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you because, like, man, I so I worked at Chick Fil A for a whopping three days until I ran out of there, literally still in my apron. Went to Penny's in my flower-covered apron and asked them for my job back. They were like, "Sure, why'd you leave in the first place, you idiot?" Okay, these are facts. Yeah, sure. I want to work for the Christian place in town. Anywho, that's a long story. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't agree with Chick Fil A's ethics, especially on the Black Lives Matter stuff. So it's like, nope. Yep. You you say you're a church or, or like you're a uh, church led kind of restaurant. Well, God church, tells led, you to love church led leaves leaves to a lot of leaves a lot to be desired uh, in today's culture. Just because uh, you all play worship music without the words in your restaurants, don't mean you're Christian. 
See, this is where I describe it. Uh, if you were going to go for a burger, where would you go for a burger, man? If you just if you want a good old classic American cheeseburger. Okay, there is a place right near where I live called Flat Tire that is like right next to the local college. Fantastic right. burger joint. Uh, love going there. They've got like all the specialty burgers. You can get a mac and cheese burger where it's Ooh. like a full <laughs> Angus patty, lettuce with uh, like a donkey sauce almost, like a really tangy kind of spicy sauce. And then they put like a fried circle of mac and cheese on top. Eat that, you get a side of sweet potato fries and then a chocolate milkshake. Oh, dude, I'm hungry right now. That's my go-to. However, if I'm talking like chain place, yeah, uh, it it would really depend uh, because there is a uh, there's a you know what the garage is. Yes, I do. Yeah, there's a garage garage not too far from here that I probably that's probably my first choice for like a chain restaurant burger uh, because it's it's really good burger most of the time. And there's a lot of options, but uh, I'd probably just go with McDonald's out of like all the fast food places just because I can go get a McDouble and know it's going to taste really good. And it's not going to be like the worst thing in the world for me. Yeah, that's kind of where I go. Like I every now and then I just because I don't eat red meat a, a lot. Like, I've been cutting back slowly and surely. But um, the other day I just had a horrible craving for a Whopper. And I'm not going to lie, that thing was just beautiful. It was breathtaking. <laughs> I yeah, I felt like Iron Man after he gets back from being like, kidnapped. Like, like double fisting the cheeseburgers. <laughs> double fisting. It's like, I I think I ordered like three cheeseburgers. The lady's like, man, okay, yeah, we know we got a there fatty. Have times, there have been times, especially in my like I say younger years. I'm 24. Like it's not like I'm that much older. But back in like high school when we'd go for like the, when the football team would go for food, and it's like, yo, I'd get like three McDoubles, and just like eat that. And it's just like, you, feel, you don't feel bad until later, but you know you're going to feel <laughs> bad, but it's so worth it in the moment. Because after practice, that, you're just like, I'm so hungry. <laughs> just got to get, just give me any fuel I can. And then like two hours later, when you're shitting your brains out, it's like, oh God, no. I'm sitting at my computer trying to play DC Universe online with some friends. I'm like, oh boy, McDonald's ain't agreeing with me. Then it comes the poops. Yeah. Uh, that dude, that's that's exactly how we get. So I love raising canes. Canes is canes is my shit, man. I love that it. is a that is a once every few months meal for me because their chicken is too too greasy for me. It's but incredibly I, greasy. I do but cane sauce good. is too hard for me to resist. So I end up going to canes probably once every two weeks ish. Yeah, and it, it's usually on a podcast night because like I'll I'll swing by really quick oh, and no. then. Oh, that's oh, that's dude. not good. <laughs> no, like Thursday nights are when we usually record all of our land party stuff, right? For people, and so either I'll order it in or I'll or I'll just get it on my way home really quick. But I always get the Caniac combo, the one that gets you six chicken strips. That's too much. Though, Even for me, like as a fat man, that's no, like... no, no. <laughs> oh, dude, no, no, no. So then we we get rid of the coleslaw, get it out of here because we don't care about coleslaw. We get an extra okay. piece of that Texas toast because okay. I really don't hate myself enough. Add two mat or two more cane sauces to it, and give me a, gi- a giant ass sweet tea. I'm in the zone. That is uh, that's a, that's a zone for sure. I don't know if that's the zone. I regret it so much the next day, but that's, like, God, that is too much. Like, I I, I, I get the sandwich. 
because the sandwich at least absorbs some of that grease from the chicken. Dude, it, I, I, <laughs> and that's why it's becoming such a thing that I don't do nearly as often. Like, okay, Rachel and I go out for uh, to run errands or something, and, and usually if if she's with me and we're anywhere close to a Cane's, we have to get a Cane's. But I've learned there, it's like, we might get just a regular combo and split it between the two of us. Because, like, yeah, I know I can't be doing a Caney at Cabo, doing everything I do. Like, that that order's, like, maybe once once every two months. But, like, oh, dude, it's so freaking good. I love it so much in that moment, and then I hate myself after. <laughs> That's fair. I, I do that, like, every once in a while, where I'm like, yo, it's... Because I, I order food for myself probably, like, once a week. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I cook or just eat around the house or eat whatever my my mom or dad has cooked. And it's like once in a while, I'll be like, you know what? I'm gonna order food from like a, a Chinese or Thai place. Uh, there's an Indian food place around me that uh, I really like, and I'll just order like the regular thing I get, which from like the Indian food place would be like an order of the uh, the chicken masala, and right. uh, and then like uh, an order. Of the, but then I'll be like, you know what? That isn't enough. I'm gonna get an order of garlic naan and then mm-hmm. i'm also gonna get these i don't even remember what they're called but it's like uh it's basically they put like a bunch of veg- vegetables together mash them and then put them into like fry bread and it's like, oh, it's like a fried dumpling and those things are the most incredible thing you'll probably ever put in your mouth that it is also a vegetable <laughs> so you're like hey it's somewhat healthy but it's really no, no, no. i don't trick myself like that i say i'm getting my greens in but like also this is terrible for me, but it's like a, it's like a once a week thing where I do something where it's like not healthy, so it's okay. <laughs> okay, do you guys have Runza down there in Oklahoma? I have no idea what that is. Okay, so Runza is this. Okay, I figure I think they're only in Iowa, Nebraska. So in college, I was I was a cheerleader, right? And so we had a really strict diet we had to follow. Um, we had a dietitian who worked for our team who would monitor our cal- calories, all that good stuff, right? And once a week, we were allowed a cheat day where we could eat whatever garbage we wanted to. It was usually Sundays. Runza had this thing. So do me a favor and just look it up online really quick. Just type in Runza. And you will find it's just like this meat. Oh, what's the best way to describe it? It, it, It's just like like a little boat. It's like a... It, it's like a hot dog bun. It's, all, it's like a hot pocket almost. It's almost like a hot pocket. About. But it's filled with meat, onions, and cheese. It's like a it's like a Philly cheesesteak, but without the greens. Exactly. You eat two of these, because you can get, like, they have this one that's two. And, and this thing's huge, too. Like, I know the it picture really doesn't do it justice. But, dude, like, it's like a fried pupusa that is just filled with so it's much like un- a six-inch un- sub, but, like double the height <laughs> oh dude yeah there's so much freaking meat to it and so it's garbage food i knew i knew this is a garbage meal but that was where our, most of our team would go on our cheat days it was like uh me and my friend sammy or my my yeah my friend sammy her and i would uh we, we would go through and we would get like uh, two bags worth of food that were just filled the amount of like guilt you felt as you were eating it was just like i know this is gonna be awful tomorrow and practice been awful Dude, that second one was torture. But, like, you eat it because this is your cheat day. This is what you can do. Other people, you know, would go to McDonald's. They would go to they would go to Chili's. Uh, we had this really great sushi place, Six. They would go there. But then some of us, yeah, we, we got stuck on Runza. And I hadn't had – now, I haven't had Runza in about a year and a half now. 
But my dad had never had it, right? And so him and I, a few, about a year and a half ago, we were going to pick up my car up in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska. And I knew that there had to be a run close by. Look it up. Yeah, there's one three miles away. Cool. So I tell my dad, I'm like, this is going to be disgusting, but you're going to love it. He's like, okay. <laughs> so we go in. I order for him because I told him, I'm like, dude, I, I got you. I got you. I got you. So I got, I got like three or three or four. Or yeah, I got four of the regular runses with fries, drinks, all that stuff. Get to the table. My dad's like, this is really freaking good. Loves it. Absolutely diving in. He goes to that second one. And I'm like, dude, we got a four and a half hour drive. Don't do it. Don't do you it. Might, you might oh, not want to do it. Bag oh. it. Take it for later. Snack on it when you get home. Here's the other part to this, is that this is last spring when half of Nebraska, Iowa, and Missouri were flooded. So we had to get creative with how we got home because certain roads were cleared were uh, were underwater. And so uh, we were driving home, and it gets to like one in the morning. We're about an hour and a half, two hours away from 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 home, and I'm driving. My dad just looks at me, he's like, "Dude." Dude, this this isn't gonna go well. I'm like, oh <laughs> god, you the runzas gave you the runs. <laughs> just open the other run, runza. Dude, I drive for like 20 minutes, trying like I I'm going as fast as I can without obviously gonna get pulled over. Like you know, that, like 75, like when you're like five miles over the speed limit, where it's like, yeah, I don't think a cop's gonna probably pull me over for this. Yeah, we finally <laughs> we finally make it to this little town called Rockport, Missouri. And my dad just goes running in. He's he's in there for like a good ten minutes. Comes out. He's like, you know how I said I liked Rudza? Never again. Dude had dude had issues for like three or four days, and he's gonna kill me for mentioning this on a podcast. But <laughs> oh man, it was like, but that was that was our go-to cheat meal, man. That was it was so good in college, and then post college, I'm like, why did I ever eat? I've had so many of those moments where it's like, why did I do this in college? Or why did I do this in high school? Or why did I do this last week? <laughs> oh, dude. I just, I, yeah. So many of those moments there. Yeah. If you were going to get a pizza, what's your toppings? Uh, I think my go-to is Canadian bacon. Oh, my man right there. I'm a big fan of Canadian bacon. Depending on the place, I might do a little bit of uh, banana peppers with it. Ooh, okay. okay. Uh, that's my my usual go-to is like whenever we go, whenever I go pick up pizza for my family, we do some t- some kind of like supreme or like specialty pizza, mm-hmm. which is usually what my dad eats most of. And then my mom and I will get a Canadian bacon with banana peppers. I ain't bad at all, dude. That's really freaking good. Now, if it was just me, like alone, mm-hmm. it, my go-to is like spinach alfredo. But that's that's pretty rare when I'm getting a pizza by myself. It's dude, like pizza I go back and forth. I knew if it's just me, it's usually sausage. Sausage or a pepperoni. I like both those plenty. Uh, my roommate my, my roommate and I we get we go to this place called Toppers a lot and they have a sausage pepperoni mix that they do. It's so freaking good. Um now have you okay, so Sporting Kansas City does uh chants at our soccer games in the cauldron. So whenever we have a Canadian team in, one of our chances, your bacon's really ham. <laughs> you get 6,000 people singing that at a game. It's so much fun. That's fun. Uh, now, are you of the Midwest belief that ranch goes on pizza? 
depending on the pizza, but yeah, most of the time. How do you feel about ranch? Are you do you do you, do you use it on everything? Not on everything. Um, so for pizza, I usually have ranch on hand, but, but I mostly just use it for the crust. Oh yeah, um, yeah because like hard. a lot of pizza places have such dry crust. Mm-hmm. So that's my go-to option for like the crust. If I if they if I don't get like pots or uh, marinara sauce with it in some form, uh, but like I don't put it on everything. I don't put it on like chicken sandwiches or most stuff. I feel like I'm pretty normal when it comes to topping. My go-to topping for most stuff is like barbecue sauce or like mustard. Uh, right. But I I do enjoy ranch on a lot of stuff. So. Ranch is the goat, man. It's the goat. Yo, think. ranch. Ranch style, the Chipotle Ranch Philly cheesesteak. Oh, dude! Right I've got there. a place around me that makes that. Oh, dude! Yeah, I know exactly. I too, many of those. too many of those. Those are so freaking good. <laughs> uh, now, let me ask you this, because this has been going around the kind of funny community, and which you are kind of funny best friend. That's how we actually met. Uh, met at the kind of funny world tour here in Kansas City. It was cool. Pretty dope. Good times. There's been a debate going on that if you were asked if you'd like a hamburger, does that hamburger have cheese on it? Oh, I remember this. Uh, probably not, based on like how I grew up. Like we had we have cookouts. We right. had before the pandemic we had cookouts really frequently at various aunts and uncles' houses. Right. And most of the time there would be so the way they cook them. Is my uncle, my dad, and my grandpa before he passed away? They would, uh, they would be out on the on the back and they grill up, like probably a two, not two dozen, but close to it, burgers because we got a big family, and they right. do uh, a bag. So they they take the buns out of the bag and every time they make a burger, they put the burger on the bun and put it back in the bag so it stays warm. So they do one bag or normal bur- like normal burgers and then one bag of cheeseburgers. So that's how I grew up, is they were just completely different things. And when you wanted a burger, you grabbed a burger. So and I would ask, like, and you would have to ask for a cheeseburger. If I do it at, like, a restaurant or something, that's probably a cheeseburger, just based yeah. on, like, modern conceptions and stuff. Yeah. Right, perceptions of, like, how a burger is served at, like, restaurants and stuff. But, like, if, if I'm making a burger myself and I offer somebody a burger, I'm going to ask them independently if they want cheese on it. Because I have a bunch of friends that don't like cheese on their burgers fair enough okay because like i grew up with my parents were like they wouldn't ever buy the craft singles they would buy like the Velveeta block or they would buy the actual just cheddar cheese it was always like if we had Velveeta or if like we had the craft singles it was like those are 10 cents a piece don't you waste that i'm gonna eat it how is that wasting it and that was an argument my mom and i had all the time don't do the cheese thing where you throw it at somebody's face while playing like the Monsters Inc. bass boosted music. That was a meme, right? I'm hip with the kids. Yes, that was. That was. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, we did it to our dog. That was funny. What'd you do to the dog? The dog doesn't even get the enjoyment of the aftermath. He, because he's a. Okay, so Rachel and I got a dog. It's been. We've had. She, she, he lives with her. For like two months, yeah, yeah, we've we've had him for about two months. This is the this dog is kind of an asshole. Okay, he's kind of a dick. 
he does this thing where like he'll run into the bathroom. You have to if if he runs in the bathroom, you have to turn the water on for him for a second. As soon as he gets wet, then he runs out. He when Rachel was in the Gulf of Mexico with her mom, he jumped into the ocean to chase a shark, like a little mini shark that he saw in the water. Wow. Uh, he <laughs> you can't leave him alone for like more than like twenty for like more than twenty thirty minutes without him just crying and becoming. The big old baby that he is. We love him to death. He's he's the cutest dog in the world. But, um, yeah. So I, there there was one one night where her and I had gotten drunk and we wanted to do the cheese challenge and we did it to him. There, at least you got the cheese. I think. Yeah, well, I got the cheese. Well, let me just let me let me put this into perspective. While you were describing that, uh-huh. I just realized that on one of my screens, I've got this giant piece of like meat sandwich, the Runza thing, uh-huh. and then on the other. I, ha- I hadn't looked at my other monitor in a while, so I look over, and there's just the giant face of uh, Art Style, who is a uh, Russian uh, former Dota player who just uh, became a coach for a team, uh, just staring at me. And it's been there the entire time. <laughs> I just didn't notice. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. All right. We, Eric, we're going to wrap this thing up asking the three questions we always do. Kale, I want to know what you're playing, what you're watching, what you're listening to. Let's start with what are you playing right now, man? Uh, finishing Ghost of Tsushima. I'm trying to get good at uh, Smash Melee because uh, Ultimate's online is god awful and I've given up uh, trying to get good at that game when I get mad just playing it. Um, and then uh, like g- just general like multiplayer stuff, some Tetris Effect, some Fall Guys, some shooters here and there with some buddies. That's awesome, man. I, yeah, I've been playing Fall Guys, uh, which, by the way, you all can check out our streams, uh, SKC, No Other Club on Twitch. Check that out. We're, I, I'll be streaming probably Wednesday and Thursday this week if you guys want to check it out. It's going to be fun. Come watch me either lose or get so f- or, uh, win or get so frustrated that I break a TV like Gary Witta. Yeah, but see, the, the frustration in that game is fine because you don't actually feel frustrated for long because everything is so short and and lovely because of the game itself. It's just, it, you can't be mad at it. Like, Austin got completely gypped out of a crown the other night uh, while we were streaming. <laughs> and within, like, a game or two, he was fine. It was like, yeah, there was, there was so much BS in that one moment, but, like, everything passed that, you know. Well, I just think that game is such an interesting, like, concept like i i got to interview the devs uh before it launched uh mm-hmm. the lead designer and the lead level or the director and like the lead level designer mm-hmm. and uh they were like a week or two before the the beta happened they were like they, they had like the thoughts that it might flop yeah i could see that because they were because they weren't expecting anything and then the beta happened which by the way to anybody who thinks that they bought viewership on twitch or they like sponsored players to play the game none of that was sponsored it was just players reaching out to them or like agents or something reaching out to them for codes and they just gave out codes to players and the the players streamed it and they became the most watched game on twitch for like a week with like 500 million hours or something i don't remember the exact stat it's been a couple weeks since that article went up but uh and now they are they were the most sold game on steam this last week by like a landslide and they were, they're an indie game. I think they have, like, less than 20 people on the team that made that game. Now, Mediatonic itself is bigger, but the, the Fall Guys team is relatively small in comparison. Because the actual Fall Guys decision, or team is Devolver, right? Like No, no, no. Them. So, 
uh, Devolver published, uh, but Mediatonic is the developer, and they oh, okay. are the same company who made uh, most recently uh, a Murder by Numbers, which is another really awesome indie game. And then they are most well known for making Hotful Boyfriend, the pigeon dating sim. Oh, dude, yeah, I remember that. So that was a uh, fun. I got to bring that up to them during the interview because I played that. Nice. Uh, that was fun. But yeah, uh, that that game is uh, very fun. I recommend everybody at least uh, give it a give it a watch on the Twitches and the YouTubes. And then if you see if you like what you see, it's twenty bucks on Steam. And if you got a PSN account, it's free until the end of the month with PS Plus. So go give so... it a try freaking worth it people get it uh then i've been playing fifa 20 been playing quite a bit of volta Um, i've been playing i picked up nba 2k 20 again because basketball Mm -hmm. i that is i need to stop playing these games because i will just go down i don't even play like my careers anymore or anything i just do the simulations where i control the teams and i'm such and it's such like second nature to me because i've been doing it since like 2k i don't know how like NBA Live 04 on the GameCube right. for like 16 years or whatever. I can just do it while I'm not paying attention and I just zone out and there's two hours gone. And I hate it. Even though I love it. <laughs> it's so easy, but like I I I was a huge fan of FIFA Street when it when it was a thing, right? When they brought Volta in, I'm like, man, I'll check that out. And just playing through it and all the different tricks and all the different little things you do in this game. It's freaking insane. It's frustrating as hell, but it's so it much looks, fun. Yeah, it looks like something that people can get, like, that there's going to be, like, the two-way people where it's like, man, it's really cool, but also I hate it. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's so freaking good. Uh, what else have I been playing? Uh, GTA Five did my monthly login so I can get a million bucks um, and work on my businesses for a little bit. And then finally, what else do I got? I, there was something else I played. Uh, was it on Game Pass? Uh, oh, I did another playthrough of Abzu uh, this past week. That is such a good game. I love Abzu. Such it's a freaking good game. I downloaded Fantasy Star Online too. Don't think I'm ever going to actually play it because I don't have time for an MMO. But I downloaded it, so that's an option for me now, I guess. Yeah. Dude, I, there's a lot of good games I need to do on Game Pass because I... Yeah. I haven't given Game Pass quite the chance that I should. I pay for it every month. I should really play it more. Dude, uh, game you should check out if you're in the if you're ever in the mood for an RPG. Uh, really, really cool indie uh, RPG just launched for it called uh, Crosscode. Okay, I'll very, check it out. Very, very cool. I'm that's on my, that's on my next to play because once I finish go finish Ghost, I will have uh, basically just go back and finish some. I've got to finish the last, last little bit of. Final Fantasy, decide if I'm going to go back and finish uh, Star Wars, and then after that, I'm back on my backlog. Very cool, dude. Can't wait. That's going to be awesome. Um, what have you been listening to? Uh, let me pull up my Spotify, I guess. I can just kind of tell you. Um, I have been listening to... Uh, there's a band called Hyper Potions. Uh, yeah. Basically just like super chill, kind of 8-bit remix music. Uh very fun, upbeat stuff that's uh, listening and stream music that I listen to a lot. A uh, bunch of jazz, some video game soundtracks. Uh, artist called Roland, uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's Font, like F-A-U-N-T-E. Uh, he's got some really like sad, kind of like really 
emotional style music that I really like. Been listening to a lot of him recently, but kind of just the usual. That's awesome, dude. Um, All Time Low came out with an acoustic version to their hit single, Monsters. So I checked that out. Super freaking good. And then I've been on a Tyson Matzenbacher kick lately. Uh, Acoustic dude. Phenomenal. Uh, Incredibly well done songwriter. And then uh, this is the theater kid and me coming out. I've been listening to a lot of Glee. Like the old old Glee, like uh, first or second season stuff. And uh, it's been so good. Like a lot, of good, a lot of good songs there. And then I've been checking out the Michelle Obama podcast, Real Doctor, Fake Friends, or Real Friends, Fake Doctors. I don't know. I, I, it's a great show. And then I started listening to the oral history of The Office. Okay. And this show is not what I expected. So it's hosted by Brian Baumgartner. He played Kevin in a show and it tells like all these different stories of like how Greg Daniels came part of the show after, um, I can't remember who bought it. I can't remember what his name was, but like, um, like how all these different things happened, how many different times they almost got canceled, how like the Jim and Pam relationship was so insanely, uh, thought out and plotted out of, okay, if it's a like like I, I didn't know that a Jim and Pam moment in the show, like a natural look or something, would take hours of planning and Jim and or I sorry, not Jim, uh John Krasinski and Jenna Fisher would rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and then try it. they would they would talk it out amongst them to make sure it would actually work on screen. Like it, it was so freaking in depth on, on how many cool moments happened uh throughout the show. Like uh I, I do you follow the show? Have you watched it all? I've watched like a couple episodes. I'm never a big fan of that kind of style of comedy. Okay, so there is a moment in season two when Jim and Pam first kiss. It's up in their it's up in the office. The office is almost pitch black. There's one light. They were talking about how like to get that shot, they had to kick everybody out of the building so it could be as silent as possible, and how the director was literally hiding in the corner with a camera. To make it look real, I'm like, dude, that it's absolutely insane. All the, like different... that's all cool. I freaking love it. Yeah, what have you uh, been watching, my friend? Oh boy, uh, a bunch of video series just on YouTube. Trying to get, uh, I'm taking notes and research for some content stuff I'm doing down the line. Uh, I've been, I'm about to start rewatching all of Samurai Jack, so that'll be like my next week and a half. A uh, couple anime, uh, kind of just kicking back, watching what comes my way. Not really looking for, oh, and, uh, other than basketball, watching way too much basketball. But, That's awesome. So, what about you? I have been. What have I been doing? Uh, hold on, let me pull up Hulu really quick. How I Met Your Mother, of course. Been watching that one, rewatching that one through. I have started House of Cards again. I know everybody hates Kevin Spacey, but like, dude, I love this show. It's so uh, creepy. A distinction people are gonna have to make in the future, like, you can't. It, it's like it's the same thing that's happening right now in the Smash community for esports, where it's like you can either just like remove the history, or you can just live with it and just not bring it up as often. Like, it's your choice. So, like, he's so stupidly good in this show. 
Like, just how creepy and maniacal his character is. Frank Underwood is... Wasn't the joke is, like, wow, turns out he's like that in real life, too, or something like turns that? Turns out he wasn't acting. Who knew? Something like that. Uh, and then TV-wise, so I, I had a moment a few two weeks ago, and I haven't talked about it here on the show yet, where I saw probably the longest reigning person that I've listened to in my life uh, have his last show on ESPN. I, you know, since I was six years old, I would l- listen to Mike and Mike. Oh, it's uh, Mike, Mike Gozak, right? My, Mike Golick, yeah, Mike yeah. Golick. Mike Golick last show was, was was about two weeks ago, and so I, I've been going back through and rewatching my favorite episodes of, of Mike and Mike and, and stuff like that. Golick, okay, so side story, people. Golick is a huge reason of why I wanted to get into sports media why I wanted to be a journalist and, and all that stuff. And because like, I I've had the honor of, of working for sporting Kansas city. I've had the uh, honor of working for the Kansas city Royals. I've shot for, uh, I, I got one of my clips is, was on ESPN about four years ago in a highlight reel. Um, I've gotten to be, and I've called football game. I've called uh, high school football games on the air and, and all that stuff. And so but the big reason behind why I wanted to do all that was Mike Golick. Like, the dude was just honest, but he had so much fun doing his show. He didn't really care if people didn't like his opinion sometimes because he was just like, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm, this is who I am. You take it or leave it. And he was so – he was actually, you know – if it felt like he was real where, like, Greenberg had these very cautiously thought out ideas and everything like that. Goldberg – or, or, or not, not Goldberg. Golik was just honest, and, and I always loved – that um, as I was growing up and everything. So he's a big, re- he was a huge inspiration for me as like a lot of people said on Twitter, he was everybody's dad. Yeah. He's their sports dad. <laughs> he's a sports dad, man. You, you know, you listen to him. He, he's not right. Uh, he, he misses more yeah, than he hits. In that profession, like, you can't always be right. There are very few people who have like the personality to like, just give facts and also be like one of, one of the best examples is uh, Zach Lowe. He's also at ESPN. He's there, like one of their main basketball guys. Right. And uh, on his show, he gives opinions, but most of his opinions are so so steeped in like statistics and facts and like stuff to back it up uh, that it's not like uh, even if he's wrong, like you can't fault him for thinking the way he does because he's very like analytical. Right. So you're not going to like tear him down the same way you would like Bomani Jones, who another guy I really like on ESPN. Uh, I'm very sad that High Noon got canceled. I really like that show. That used to be my workout show. But uh, nice. his uh, his show, or his on his on on air or on his podcast or something, he right. said that Steph Curry isn't a superstar. And it's like, what in what world is that a take that isn't just going to get torn apart by the internet? Which, to be fair, a lot of people like him don't care, and they just want that. Because well, it's like uh, to the websites and stuff. I remember years ago, one of my friends who doesn't like sports or anything heard a clip of uh, Jim Rome, where he oh, was like, "It's a joke that marching." Oh yeah, yeah, okay. He he says something to the effect that marching bands shouldn't get athletic scholarships, and those scholarships should go towards football. And one of my friends who uh, at the time was a huge uh, band geek and all that stuff, which I say band geek lovingly because I was one too. He was like, oh, my God, this guy should be taken off the air. Da, da, da. I'm like, dude, he gets paid millions of dollars to say that exact sentence because they know they're going to get your rating. You're yeah. going to get 
You've never listened to his show before. Guess what? You did this week. You listened to three episodes of his show that you normally wouldn't have ever touched. And now you're talking that, about them to other people. But, like, there's such a, especially in the sports world, like, there's such a difference between, like, a Mike Golick versus, like, a Stephen A. Smith. That, those are complete polar opposites. Yeah, and then you get, like, the good guys, like, Dan Patrick. Stuff too. Yeah. Like, like, Dan Patrick's probably been my favorite as of late. Um, I, I I think Dan Patrick does a phenomenal show, and I actually really like the fact that he has the the Danettes, the the four guys and the like his producers and audio engineer and all that have stuff. Have you watched the Levitard show? Oh yes, I love Dan Levitard. I anything with like Levitard and his crew is just like I just it's, it's just so cold. much fun. It's Plus, cold. I just love like I love his like the the like cinematic universe of Dan Levitard that is yes. fun just because he is like one of the only untouchable people at ESPN. Where it's just like, yeah, it's it's him and his crew. Fantastic. Uh, but to end this on a higher note than uh, talking about media anger, I will yeah. say another thing that I've been watching and encouraging people to watch, because there's been clips going around recently viral, is uh, go watch Rise of the TMNT, you idiots. The show is now over. Nickelodeon screwed yet another fantastic show out of a good time slot. Nobody watched it. It's dead now. Uh, like it, it ended. It got an actual ending. It, it didn't get canceled. So pray oh, for gosh. that. But uh, God, that show, like the the clip the clip's been rotating around the social medias the last like couple days of the final fight between the the turtles, April O'Neil, and the Shredder. And they're like, wow. "Wow, this is an anime. The animation is incredible. Why haven't I watched this show before?" And it's the same reason why a lot of people didn't watch Koro when it was airing is because Nickelodeon put it put it on like bad time slots or on other channels that they own. Yeah. And it's like, go watch Rise of the TMNT. It's fantastic. One of the best. Yeah, there have been so many good. Ninja Turtles is like one of the only cartoons that like, there's only been a couple misses in the past like several years. A lot of people didn't like the CGI cartoon because it was different looking, even though it's fantastic. Uh, And then when this one got announced, a lot of people were like, why does it look like this? This is weird. They're changing some of the turtles and how they interact. And it's like, it's not going to be the same thing forever. They can't tell the same stories over and over and over again, but the animation's fantastic. It's gotten better throughout the entire show. Voice acting's fantastic. Storytelling is more monster of the week than I prefer, but uh, still fantastic. I don't think TMNT's had a miss since uh, Fast Forward in like 2007, 8. I don't remember when that was. Somewhere in there. But uh, TMNT, just go watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Consume Ninja Turtle content. Consume media. That is uh, yeah. that is my uh, my professional opinion. I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That is one of my the hills I will die on. <laughs> defending turtles who it's, eat pizza. It's a good turtle to have, man. Or it's a good or, uh, yeah. I can't talk. It's a good hill to stand on, man. I was about to say, were, were you going to say it's a good turtle to stand on? Yeah, I was about but to say. I, that. I thought you were going to say the turtle to jump over. Anim- and I was like, <laughs> that's, that's that's technically animal abuse, I think. I don't know. Depends on how big the turtle is. <laughs> oh, okay. All I can think of right now is is Mike Myers. Am I not turtley enough to get in the turtle club? And gosh, Austin Powers, those are so stupid. Ah. Uh, uh, I've also been going back and watching iCarly. Nickelode- <laughs> Nickelodeon is great with their marketing, y'all. Because they posted these like five-minute episodes on Facebook. And I was like, God, I used to love this show. Gibby God, is a, a god. Boomer. I'm a boomer, man. You're on well, Facebook I mean, and you're subscribing. You're like, oh, God, they got you. 
It did get me. And so then I, <laughs> yeah, I started watching it on Hulu. I'm like, yeah, hey, dude, Gib- Gibby is a god. Gibby's uh, the best. Have you, you, you've seen, uh, you, you know that Gibby's a Twitch streamer now, right? Yes, I've watched his streams. There's so, so many good. good Gibby memes. Uh, like he'll just, I think he almost, there's one clip you can find of him that it's just him like saying some really, really awful, like not like super offensive, but like terrible stuff. Uh, and, but it's in like the Gibby voice (laughs) and it's like, Oh God, dude, he's just, he was just so good. And then like, I like the whole Sam thing too. Like Sam was, I, I had a crush on her the whole time I was growing up, man. Like she was awesome. I was. I haven't watched like I went back and watched some Drake and Josh a while ago for like uh, a thing that I was doing on stream. Right. I was like, I mean, it's it's still OK. Like, I'm not going to like actively go back and watch any of those shows because I know they won't hold up like because it's it's kids TV from the mid 2000s. Like, it's not good. See, I, uh, you, you say that, right? You say okay. that. I've seen enough recently enough. To know that from the standards that I have for television, which have gone up a lot of television, uh, it's the same reason why I don't watch why I am like against the Flash TV show on CW and Uh CW shows in general, because like the quality starts out really good. Now, this doesn't apply to the Nickelodeon shows like their quality is pretty maintained throughout because they are they're at that same level of production quality. But uh the, the CW shows start out with, like, a lot of, like, st- like a lot of great groundwork, and then they just have to get the serialization where they right. get to that episode number where they just can play it constantly and make the big bucks. Right. And, uh, but on the way to get there, they don't care about, like, the little details. So, like, after se- season one of The Flash ended, and I was like, that was actually really good. I enjoyed that a lot. And then in the last episode, they mentioned Flashpoint, and I was like, I will never watch this show again. Because I know exactly how they're going to handle Flashpoint, because DC's handled Flashpoint the same way for two decades. And I was like, I don't need 17 different Flash, a bunch of speedster villains, and uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff going around. And guess what happened? Now, can we give a shout-out, though, to a moment that they did pull off in, like, the CW superhero uh, thing not too long ago? When they brought back Brandon Routh for a minute to play... No. What, Superman? Crossovers? The crossovers yeah. are the only thing I will still watch because they actually give a crap. They're about, so like, good, dude. I don't care about any of the stories that they're telling in like the individual worlds until they eventually whatever the crossover one is, the Heroes of Tomorrow or whatever. Yeah. But when eventually Blue Blue Beetle and Booster Gold get dragged into that, and I have to watch seven seasons <laughs> of that crap to see Booster Gold in some form for the first time since Brave and the Bold. Like. Well, like- they even pulled in Zack Snyder's Flash. Like, it was awesome. Zack Snyder's Flash, it's going to get canceled now because, uh, or because of Ezra Miller. But, uh, no, but... Yeah, look, I, I appreciate everything that those things do for the medium, and I won't fault people for watching them. But me personally, it's like, after a certain point where they go past the level where you can clearly tell that the contained story that they wanted to tell is done, right? and they just start pulling from comic books and expanding things and going to, like, little rabbit holes instead of like an overarching plot for the most part. That's when I start to bail. Uh, that's, that's what I don't like. And so those shows are for me. I always watch the first season just to see if I can get a feel for it. Like I've seen uh Supergirl. I've seen the first three seasons of arrow, which is where that whole, the whole thing started. 
I've watched season one of Flash. I've seen a little bit of season two, I think. Uh, I have not watched Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, or Batwoman, which I think Batwoman just got recasted. Right. And I'm like, at this point, I, it's like, I'll tune in for the crossovers, and then if something cool happens, something cool happens. Yeah, I, I kind of in the same vein. Because, like, I, as much as I love Marvel, though, too, like, Marvel's also kind of been bad with their shows as of late. Like, Jessica Jones, their, her final season wasn't great. I didn't like Iron Fist at all. Um, I hated Iron Fist just because that was not the Iron Fist that I wanted them to portray. The last two seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I just haven't been into. And I love that show. I, I've never watched that show. It's weird, dude. Like, uh, but, like, they paid for, like, three big cameos in the show. So, like, Samuel Jackson's in it. And twice as Director Fury. Uh, they tried to pull in uh, the whole Captain America Silver or uh, um, Winter Soldier story into it. Like they tried to feed the two. It, it was just weird. But I mean, dang. those shows have to they have to do something to try and maintain relevancy in that overarching world. The That's only, DC didn't the, have to worry about that. The only thing I loved was, or the only thing I really wanted to show you was to bring back Colts because, like, Colt. This is post. Avengers one when Coulson dies, yeah. So they bring him back using yeah. what they call the Tahiti effect. I've, they, I've seen that part, yeah. Yeah, and so it was like, I would have loved for like the reason. Okay, so after Civil War ends, right? You know, Cap goes his way, Iron Man goes his way. I would have loved an Infinity War for Coulson to come back and been the reason that Cap still talks to Tony. Yeah, the the reunion point that would have been like really good and like uh really well done but at the same time it's like there's so many things that those bigger movies have to do mm. and i'm just like and at this point like because they tied in what 22 movies yeah into like I, a cinematic I'm, universe. <laughs> I'm 100% happy as a fan and honestly if there's if there's any movie that i'm like i am so happy that the marvel made this aside from obviously endgame and infinity war like the fact, the way that they were able to, okay, we're here in April, we've given you Endgame, great. You know what? In June, we're going to give you Spider-Man. After we just conclude this huge epic story, we're going to give you Far From Home. I love Far From Home so freaking much because of that whole Tony, uh, Tony's gone, and so Cap and Peter Parker have that conversation in the plane. Like, I just... that... That's the movie I appreciate the most. I, I just like the fact that they're willing to try different things, which I know a lot of people hate. Like, my least favorite complaint about, not the MCU, but of the Spider-Man in the MCU specifically, is that he's just Iron Man Jr. And it's like, okay, but that hasn't happened in the comics before. It's different. Even if that was true, like, just let them try something different. It doesn't have to be, hey, let's beat up on Peter Parker for the hundredth time about his dead family. Right, because, like, they, they really didn't do, like, you... They don't do the normal Peter Parker storyline. Like, we don't have a prominent so MJ. sick of the normal Spider-Man storyline. That's exactly. why I thought, like, like, I want them to try different things. Like, the, if, the people who are like, no, it has to be this one specific way. Nothing can change. Like, then do, go watch the old stuff or go read the old stuff. Let the people try and iterate and make something new and let new people tell different stories. They're not the creators. They're not the people who wrote the stuff you love the character for. Let them try new things. It's why I love what Insomniac did with Spider-Man. Was exactly. Oh, yeah. hey, MJ and Spider-Man aren't speaking. 
Whoa, that's different. Let's talk about that. And the whole, uh, have you played the Black Cat DLC? Part of it, yeah. So the part where Peter jumps off a building and he's like, "Oh God, what if, what, what if I'm the dad?" Like, yeah. like the fact that they were able to throw so many different like little quirks into that storyline, and they respected the fact that we knew who the Sinister Six was. I love that. that was I, we, I want more of that where they treat the fans with respect while also telling a different story because I feel like we don't get enough of that in comics as a whole because I'm so sick of, oh, here is X storyline from this old storyline of Batman. Here it is again, but new, with slightly different costumes. Because the characters don't change that much, the main characters at least. Like, throughout storytelling, Spider-Man has been Spider-Man for the most part. Like, Peter Parker has been the same Peter Parker a majority of the time, like 80% of the time. But see, like, that, I, I, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, that doesn't change. But everything else around that can change, and that can affect how we perceive everything. Because, like, when I, when I look at Spider-Man, it's like, okay, hey, if you want the OG storyline, if you want to know about Ben Parker, if you want to know about the Green Goblin, you go watch Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 1. A phenomenally well-done movie. At, for what it is, it's great. If you want that, hey, we're going to get into a little bit more of the sci-fi side, go watch the, uh, what, what's the, it's The, the Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, The Amazing Spider-Man. But I think like Tom Holland's Spider-Man is kind of the perfect iteration of everything. Where they didn't tell us the Uncle Ben story. They didn't tell us how he got his powers. Like he's just this completely cool, awesome Spider-Man who respects and it's yeah. great. And I and I love the Iron Man stuff because okay, if you look at the MCU without Tony Stark, without Robert Downey Jr. in it, he's kind of the glue. He's that personality, he's that person that is yeah he's he's leading everything he's doing all this but like he's the character that you continually want more of and that's what i think peter parker is going to be for this next phase of marvel is tom holland is a very personable awesome character person that that everybody loves working with and being around he'll be the leader of this new generation of avengers and i cannot freaking wait i just i hope that the next whatever this next phase of movies is can at least somewhat draw me in because at this point i'm just i'm not marveled out like i'm not comic book movied out yet but i'm just so like and the only one i'm looking forward to is before before they changed how doctor strange was going to be i was looking forward to that i wanted it to be a horror movie Mm -hmm. uh that would have been amazing but of course that wouldn't fly with uh, the marketing big wigs so i was like yeah that's not happening but it would have been cool and then uh now I'm just kind of like, I want to see uh, Shang-Chi because that's the Kung Fu movie. I... what I care about. I'm waiting for Thor 3. That is true. I do care or about Thor that, but 4. we haven't heard Thor anything 4. about that one yet other than like the basic concept. Just the fact that Natalie Portman's playing Lady Thor, which, dude, if it, I feel so bad for Lady Sif in, in the MCU because she got kind of screwed because she would have been perfect at it too. Well, so the, but, the actor said that she wants back. She would be welcome, or she would be welcome to another opportunity back in. Now that it's like a female cast or whatever, but I did. I just don't think. I like honestly, I don't really care. I, like with some of the side characters and stuff, I'm right. interested to see where it goes. But like the the overarching plot that I cared about is done. 
and now I'm just here for the ride of like, can we get like cool stuff? Because I want cool stuff, and I hope Shang Chi is a cool kung fu movie, and I really wish Doctor Strange would have been a cool like mix of the Marvel formula with horror elements, and now it's not gonna be. Because the first one is really good. The first Doctor Strange. I think, should. Oh, I think it's yeah. a good movie. I'm so curious to see where they go with Black Panther too. Like that's another one. It's like, who? Wakanda uh, is kind of destroyed somewhat because of the battle. But of course, they can rebuild very quickly. Well, we haven't but now seen after uh, that time skip. Exactly, and then we also haven't seen them with everybody knows what a con- what what kind of does, and like that they're actually real and all this stuff like yeah. that. So, I'm interested in that. Curious. I'm interested in a lot of stuff. I'm I'm just kind of like, please just give me something interesting that's not the same Marvel movie I've seen with a different coat of paint about 12 times because there are there are the standouts in there but about 12 of the marvel movies are just cut and paste here's the here's the general outline throw in lore from the x series and with x characters so yeah that's fair kale thank you so much for joining us my friend uh i appreciate every time you come on it's always fun to talk to you so thank you so much for being here we really appreciate it problem bud thanks for having me on Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to follow Layup Party, all you got to do is go to SoundCloud or Spotify, wherever you podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, do all that. And hey, we were sponsored today by Rep Sports. Look, you need that raise energy. You need that, that, that big pop with no crash. Raise is perfect for you. It doesn't have a crash, unlike Bang. I had a Bang today. I crashed. It was bad. I should have gotten a raise because I'm an idiot and I didn't have any on me at work. But <laughs> get yourself a raise energy. Go to repsports.com. Use promo code LAMPARTY. You'll get 15% off your order. Kale, thank you, my man. Guys, peace out.